Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Prince and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. Our weekly visit with the key decision maker for the Phoenix Suns. It's always a pleasure to welcome on President of Basketball Operations and General Manager James Jones. He joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line on this Wednesday. Good afternoon, James. How's this phone call find you today? Uh, I'm good, guys. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Did you have, uh, get to enjoy a little time off during this uh, All-Star break? No, yeah, it's, it's been good. You know, I've been in the building. Um, you know, most of our guys have been here. Uh, they left for a little bit, but we have guys coming back from injury. Landry, you know, Devin's still ramping up. So those guys have been in um, you know, like since Sunday and – just trying to get ready for this, this stretch of games, 20-plus games, to to kind of bring the season to a close. So it's been good. Yeah, you've had a chance to, you know, when you get the time off, you have a chance to step back, reflect a little bit, look at your roster, evaluate it. Obviously, with the additions you made of KD and, and, and Terrence Ross, how do you feel you are? Do you feel like this roster is set going forward? And then have you made the decision yet on Ish Wainwright? Um, no, I think the roster's good. Um, you know, we we continue to look at how we can improve it. Um, but the, once we're healthy, you know, I feel that, that what we have is, uh, is is pretty good. And so um, as far as Ish, we, we haven't uh, closed that loop, um, but I, there's something should, something should be done shortly. Okay, so that you, as just a matter of clarification, nothing needs to be done with Ish until before the start of Friday's game. Is that how the timing works out on something like that, James? Right. In order for him to be game eligible and playing the game, yes. As far as staying with the team, um, he could be with the team. He just won't be available to play. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of the deadline that you're working against. But it, it, it sounds like at this point, barring something unexpected. That's where things are trending in the idea that he would be converted to a full-time kind of contract. Uh, that yeah, that, those are one of the considerations. I, I would say we haven't made a decision on that yet. Okay. James, right. oh, I got yeah. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gamble Show. I apologize for that, Gamble and I were looking at each other. We were doing the two-man game there, James, and we got a little confused. Not sure who's going to ask the next question. Um, let's talk about Kevin Durant and and the. The expectation for his debut, the hope for his debut, is there anything you can tell our audience right now in terms of when we'll see Kevin Durant in a Suns uniform? No, I can't. Um, and, you know, I, I can I say I'm pretty, pretty – it, it's just one of those things where I think over the next – you know, like we have a practice tomorrow. Uh, we'll get a better gauge of where he is tomorrow. Uh, but he, he's close. Uh, I just can't tell you exactly when he'll play. But I, I know he's close. The next game would be Friday against the Thunder. Have you ruled him out for that game? No, we have not. We haven't ruled him okay. out yet. We, we always talk about ramp up and trying to get guys ready. What Tell us what that would detail. What would what would ramping up Kevin Durant detail? You know, five on five play. What kind of what what do you want to see in practice to say? Okay, he's ready to play. Um, well, we we put him through three on three, five on five. You just want to see him go through some sustained uh, movements, you know, put him out there 20, 30 minutes, see how he responds um, in the moment, but more importantly, the day after. Um, it's just like a, a regular game. You know, guys go into the game and they feel great, and then they get a chance to go home. You know, their their bodies kind of settle, and, and 12 hours later they're like, hey, I'm sore, or this doesn't feel right. You know, he's been progressing uh, over the last couple of days, but our team guys haven't been in market, so he's just been doing some twos and threes. So we hope tomorrow we'll get a chance to see him out there with the full group 
and then we'll go from there, just knowing that every day uh, he's getting better. He's not having any setbacks, and so we expect him to progress well over the next few days, and, and we'll see. Uh, but he'll he'll be playing soon. So it sounds like in some ways the big day could be Friday in the sense that, okay, you, you went through the full practice. We put you through the full work. How do you feel? How, do you, how did you wake up and feel on Friday? Does that kind of become a big day when it comes to deciding what the, the, the immediate future is for Kevin? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, cause I, like I said, I don't rule anything out. Um, it really, there's no exact, um, process you go through. Right. It's just like, uh, an adaptation and a response. So if he comes back and he's like, Hey guys, I'm not ready to go. Then you say, okay, Friday's not a go. But if he comes back and says, Hey, I feel good. Um, I want to test it a little bit. You know, you have conversations around you know, how you integrate them, how you use them. Um, so it, it's just a dialogue, but I, I'm telling everyone he's he's close, uh, and I know he's itching to play. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Given you know the Devin's injury and Kevin's injury and Campaign's injury and Chris's injury, how over these next 20 games, how cautious or, or responsible, maybe that's the word you want to use, will the organization be when it comes to their playing time and managing their minutes a little bit from here to the end of the season? Um. We'll, we'll be prudent. Like we, we have to balance it. Like the the reality is that we still are in the thick of the West, where a couple games separate people from being in the play-in game and and being a top seed. Um, we're not chasing to be the top seed, but we do have to win games, and we're chasing our best form of basketball. Um, you know, like, so the the balance is you want to be healthy, but you also want to play good basketball. No one wants to go into the playoffs healthy, playing poorly. Uh, so you you try to strike strike the balance, and I think with with Chris and Devin and campaign and all those guys coming back uh, with more firepower and, you know, Terrence Ross and TJ Warren, we have a bunch of guys that are willing and able to step up and, and shoulder a bigger load. Uh, so I think it allows us to, to, to be prudent, but um, make no mistake about it. Like we need to win games. We want to win games and, and we will win games. We just have to figure out the, the combinations of players and look, we have a lot of talent, and so some guys are gonna have to sacrifice. Some guys are gonna take bigger roles and smaller roles. Uh, but I think we'll coach will figure it out, and, and I think the guys will figure it out and adapt uh, over the next 20, 20 plus games. How do you feel about your backup point guard situation? You know, with Cam having missed so much time, he's only played in twenty eight games. He's been out for a while. Do you feel good about where you are at backup point guard with him coming back, or do you just feel like? I've, even if he's not 100%, that you've got enough ball handlers on the roster to, or to, to back up Chris in that role. I feel good about it, right? And, and you know, when we talk about what this team needs with KD versus pre-KD, um, we have guys, you know, Devin and, and, and KD, who are automatic double teams. So, you know, you're typically looking for your point guard to try to create an advantage and pick and roll to get two defenders so that you can create momentum. I mean, well, we have guys now where, you know, like, every possession where Devin or, or KD doesn't touch the ball and they're both on the floor, if it's not in Chris's hands, it's probably going to be in their hands. Whoever's coming in is defending and just getting the ball to certain spots. So with multiple ball handlers, you can use Josh Kogi in that situation to just move the ball up the court. Um, you can play, you know, Campaign, who has proven that um, when he's playing with, with the right group, he's extremely effective. So I'm I'm less concerned about, you know, like the backup point guard position as much as I am, how do we balance the usage of our high usage players? Yeah. And I think another thing, I mean, Monty was, you know, was, was kind of upset with himself that he played 12 guys in the, in the Clippers game uh, last week. I think, you know, he wants to pare that rotation down, but 
you know, that's probably, you know, more so than KD coming back. One of the other things you've got to figure out is who is going to be the players in the playoff rotation. Is it Landale? Is it Biz? I mean, you've got a bunch of guys that are, you know, fighting right now for playoff minutes. Is is that something that's going to be determined over these next 20-something games? Oh, the competition is real for our guys and their, their chances to play. Uh, they'll all be ready. Um, but we know rotations get trimmed. Uh, but all of our guys will have to be ready. Um, it's, you know, that's the nature of playoff basketball. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to be banged up. Every team goes through it. And it's just whether or not the guys on the back line can be ready. And and so I, I know Monty wants to try to keep everyone in rhythm. Uh, but, but we know it's tough to play 12 guys. And the other, you know, guys who aren't in rotation, they just have to be ready um, to, to, to step up. And we've done it this year. With all of these injuries, I think a lot of our guys have been asked to take a step forward. And now we'll we'll ask them to take a step back, but still remain uh, on edge. One of those guys, and we're chatting here with James Jones, general manager of the Phoenix Suns. One of those guys who has taken that big step forward is Josh Okogie. As a former, you know, elite shooter yourself, his three-point stroke that we've seen basically since the calendar flipped to 2023. In your mind, is, is that a sustainable form of offense for him? And if so, how much does that change the equation for a guy like Josh Okogie out there? I mean, well, it's sustainable as long as he continues to take those shots with confidence. Um, if, when he's hesitant, it doesn't, doesn't work. And if teams are going to continue to give him wide-open shots, I think he'll continue to make them. Um, you know, all of these guys in the NBA, if you, if you attend practices, you'll see most of these guys are really good um, when, they're, when they're shooting. They're focused on shooting. They're not hesitant. They're confident. They make shots. It's just when they get in the games and, you know, they're, they're wondering whether or not they miss a shot, they're going to come out. Well, Josh is – put himself in a position where defensively he gives everything. And if he is making shots on the offensive end, it just fuels his game. So I'm, I've been extremely, um, you know, happy for the kid. Um, he's been everything you, you ask for. Um, a guy that competes on extreme whenever he comes in the game. And so if he can continue to do that, I think he makes it very difficult for teams uh, to, to just concede those types of shots to him. I'm always careful not to uh, ask you questions that I, that I know you can answer, but I do know that this one is one that, I, that, that you can. So because he was bought out, um, I'm going to ask you, did you guys kick the tires on your former teammate, Kevin Love? Um, yeah, every guy that's been on the buyout market, we've, we've had conversations about. And was there a reason, uh, you know, that, that, that did you pursue Kevin or – did you come to a point where you just felt like your roster was good the way it was and you didn't pursue it? No, I mean, it's, it's the situation with buyout players is they choose you. Um, they typically have great opportunities. If they have a better opportunity elsewhere, they choose it. So I think Miami is a better fit for him. And then it's a place I think where he'll go and he'll, he'll play meaningful minutes and, and have a defined role um, and where he can be extremely effective. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every guy that's been on the – the buyout market we've had conversations with. So so fair to say if he had chosen you and said, hey, I want to come play for you guys, that, that this could have been a destination for him. Yeah, there's opportunity for all those guys. All right. James, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the conversation. As always, hope you uh, enjoyed the break. What uh, break you got, that is, anyway. We appreciate the time. Good luck the rest of the season. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yep. James. 